0: This is a podcast by the Straits Times and the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Today we have with us Christoph Marciano, Head of Discretionary Portfolio Management at DBS Bank. Welcome to the show, Christoph. Thanks for having me, Chris. What is a managed portfolio, Christoph?
1: So a managed portfolio is, in practice, a portfolio we built up for the clients and the main benefits of having a managed portfolio in practice is about when you have a portfolio, you need to monitor on a daily basis your holdings, you need to do some research to understand what's going on on the markets. And then you need, thirdly, to rebalance your portfolio. So that's everything that we offer through a managed portfolio. What is rebalancing, briefly? Rebalancing is is about adjusting your portfolio. So let's be concrete. I mean, today you see a lot of news uh, flow coming from either the US and China or many other different topics. And every time you see this, you might have a change in the outlook and therefore you might be willing to readjust your portfolio.
0: Okay, so that sounds like a lot of work. So if you are managing your own portfolio as a retail investor, you would have to be monitoring all the time. And that sounds like daily work versus a managed portfolio solution from DBS and other people in the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the key benefit you are pointing in the right direction. So the point about the managed portfolio is that it has to go through a process. And this is what we do. So the process is really about having a look at your position, understanding what's going on in the market, and then readjusting the portfolio. So that's definitely what we do.
0: Okay, and DBS offers DigiPortfolio, which is a a hybrid robot advisory solution. How does... DigiPortfolio help you manage your portfolios there is it automated then?
1: Yeah, it is somehow automated in the sense that we do this work for you. So that work is more of a human work, it's not really the robot piece, but we do it for you and the implementation is extremely simple and straightforward and therefore that's the robotic part of it, if you will.
0: Okay, so during a trade war, say, how does the mechanism
1: work? There's no magic formula in any case, it's all about having an investment process in place. So we may not change our portfolio based on any uh, new tweet feed. But what is important is to have a team of people looking after the portfolio and making consideration whether it's time or not to readjust your portfolio. So that's what we do on a daily basis. That's one benefit. But you can see many others like behavioral biases that we have. You may panic last year, for example, in the last quarter and be willing to sell your entire portfolio because you don't know what's going on and you, you see the market going down. So I think another benefit is that once you know that you have a team of people managing your portfolio, and what I call a team is tens of people in terms of investment strategy and portfolio management, hundreds in the bank in terms of research. So you need all that kind of brain to work for you and to end up making decisions on the portfolio. The output might be simple, but the work behind the scene is pretty big. So versus retail investing
0: by yourself, you don't have to second guess yourself because there's a wider team behind the product, helping you balance against your own shortcomings in that sense.
1: Correct. Everybody on his own, including myself, if I'm left to my own thinking and just looking at the market on by myself, I will probably make the same kind of mistakes. So that's why we work as a team.
0: So you mentioned process many times. Could you walk us through the process then?
1: Yeah, so process is really about looking at the fundamentals in the market, trying to discriminate the noise versus what's really moving the market, looking at the economy, looking at the fundamentals of the companies. And the other part is also looking at the valuations. Are market cheap, expensive? So you need a lot of specialists to do that. And last piece is really about the technicals. Is it a good time for us to enter the market? Shall we readjust now or later? So the process is what keeps us alive. And the process is very different to having just the right formula or trying to put this into an equation and then let the portfolio run purely based on formula. There is a lot of the investment piece and the process piece is a lot driven by humans, but we follow a process. We discipline ourselves so that to avoid all those shortcomings like behavioral biases. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts,
0: Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation about managed portfolios with Christoph Marciano, Head of Discretionary Portfolio Management at DBS Bank. So Christoph, earlier on, we briefly touched on DigiPortfolio, which is DBS's robot advisory solution, which really is minimum investment, $1,000, no lock-in period, you can get into this. But I noticed that there are two portfolios to choose from. There's the Asian, the global portfolio. What are the pros and cons? How would someone who wants to set up a portfolio account choose between these two portfolios?
1: We try to make several portfolios available for our clients so that they can have different options. So what we call the global portfolio is a US dollar reference currency portfolio. And it has investments really globally. On the equity markets, we have ETFs on the US, Europe, Asia, Japan. Japan. On the fixed income, we have investments in emerging markets, government bonds, corporate bonds. So you really have a wide exposure with the global portfolio. Some of our clients prefer to stay in the Singapore dollar market, and that's also preferred to be invested in Asia, which kind of makes a lot of sense to me as well. And therefore, for this specific purpose, we have a portfolio which is made of China, Singapore, the REITs market, and Singapore bonds, government bonds, and corporate bonds. So it's more of an Asian focus and Singapore dollar reference currency. Currency is also something important in the sense that you need to be aware of what's your currency risk. Are there pros and cons for the beginning investor? One would think wide exposure a
0: global portfolio might be better in principle, especially when in times of volatility, trade wars, etc.?
1: There's no one preference. First, you can buy the two and that could make sense. Second, it's really about also your reference currency. If some of our investors want to stick to Singapore dollar and to Asia, and uh, there is really nothing wrong with that, especially since we're particularly positive on Asia. So there's no one that is better than the other. It's just a different experience, such as we have different risk profiles, which are in practice, more tilted toward either income or growth. So all this comes to investor preferences. Uh, All the portfolio that we do, actually, we equally believe that these are good positioning to have. Why are UK-listed ETFs offered in the global portfolio and not US ones? Because, I mean, as you've noticed, a lot of what we focus on is really trying to make things simple and cheap. So uh, when we look at different markets, we realize the cost of ownership Of the UK-listed ETF is definitely better for a lot of international investors, and that's why we came to focus on this market. It's a market also where you can find all globally uh, invested ETFs, so you can really invest globally through the London-listed ETFs. Which ETFs are available in these portfolios?
0: Any to highlight? I mean, understand there are four to seven ETFs available in the Asian global
1: portfolios. Are there any you'd like to highlight? I don't think there is one to highlight more than the other because it's really a strategy that relies on our global views. There is a lot of effort being put in selecting the instruments. So part of the work that we do that I haven't mentioned previously is that actually curating, trying to find the right, the appropriate instruments on the market. On the S&P, for example, you will find probably hundreds of <laughs> or at least tens of ETF on that market but which one has sufficient size liquidity total expense ratio so there's no one single instrument that I would like to highlight but in fact there is a lot of work that goes through in order to select ultimately the instruments that makes a big difference
0: Would a retail investor doing it him or herself be able to recreate a similar portfolio compared to portfolio, just assuming they're willing to put in all the work and not have any sleep and do it 24-7?
1: I think you you almost answered to the question yourself just now because of course you can do it by yourself. We are not buying things which the retail investor is prevented to invest. But there are a lot of trap in this, to be fair. Be it on the price, on the total expense ratio of the ETF, you may end up choosing the wrong one. I mean, no catastrophe, but you may end up paying more fees for nothing. So it all goes with yeah, delegating this work of monitoring the market, selecting the instruments and doing these readjustments. So I think that's where the core of the value is. Of course everybody is welcome to do it on his own. More recently I had like a few feedbacks on certain ETF which I realized in fact If they were transacting by themselves, they would pay a transaction fee. If you pick the wrong ETF, you're going to pay a higher total expense ratio. So that might defeat the entire purpose. If you do those things, you get the management fee for free somehow.
0: So it's not just being willing to put in the time if you wanted to do this as a DIY retail investor. You might also not have the experience to avoid some pitfalls. And in a sense, you're buying the experience of your team and the solution instead of just starting from scratch.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we are offering on the table to the customers.
0: Yeah, jump-starting, I guess. Well, thank you for speaking with with us, Christoph. Thank you very much, Chris. We've been speaking with Christoph Marciano, Head of Discretionary Portfolio Management at DBS Bank. And we've been discussing managed portfolios, pros and cons. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.